It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Shannon Bradley, Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at Keck Medicine of USC. Shannon, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Now, I know we have a lot to talk about. I, there's so much happening in healthcare right now, and especially thinking about diversity and inclusion is such an important space and topic for us. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, sure. Um, I am serving as the inaugural uh, Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer of Keck Medicine of USC. Um, we are one of only two university-based medical systems in the Los Angeles area, uh, providing highly specialized, world-class patient care within our four hospitals and over 100 clinics. So my entry into diversity, equity, and inclusion really started uh, from a non-traditional standpoint. I was a non-traditional student, um, entered college uh, later on in life, and was a single parent at the time. Um, so uh, during my journey, um, I did not have access to uh, healthcare. Uh, my daughter had access to Medicaid. Uh, but I did not, and so uh, had an opportunity to really understand uh, firsthand some of the challenges of accessing uh, healthcare here within the United States, um, particularly uh, when you are um, experiencing low income. And so it really drove uh, certainly a, a more of an interest in really getting into healthcare uh, to figure out how, from the business side of things, I could make more of an impact. Um, I also uh, was blessed with the opportunity to win a scholarship with the Executive Leadership Council, which is an organization that focuses on Fortune 500 uh, Black leaders in uh, um, organizations, and uh, really was able to learn a little bit more about how organizations really focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, the benefits, the value add, why they were focused on uh, DEI, and it sparked uh, an additional interest. Um, that really has played itself out in uh, my current work. What a valuable perspective that is that you have in just really bringing that experience to your current role, because I know that a lot of health systems are trying to navigate, um, you know, what the healthcare journey looks like for patients across the board. Um, so, you know, I, I can imagine that perspective really makes a difference for you and for Keck Medicine. You know, when you look at where the health system is headed, and especially diversity and inclusion, how do you see that evolving and changing over the next few years? What's the growth strategy and how are you really leaning into making an impact for patients and the community at large? Yeah, I, I think it is an approach that focuses on really having a better understanding of what the community needs are understanding our internal demographics. We know that nationally, um, certainly within the Los Angeles area, the patient demographics continue to shift. And so having the ability to not only attract the best and brightest employees and colleagues to work with, but also looking at how we can incorporate, again, the feedback of our patients, making sure that we're providing culturally uh, intelligent and welcoming care uh, for patients, and also looking at 
what are the service lines and things that we need to be invested in that we don't have our, our uh, finger on the pulse of, right? How do we better understand what's coming in the future um, and continue to be um, proactive in building out the services and experience that patients um, really want to, to have? So I think uh, for us, it really, uh, again, focuses on kind of evaluating our demographics uh, in particular um, and across not just race, ethnicity, uh, but age, language, um, certainly socioeconomic status and the, the social determinants of health, uh, looking at how we can provide uh, specialized uh, care, even more specialized care based on uh, patient population needs and then providing the care environment that contributes to um, uh, equitable uh, outcomes for all patients that we serve. Absolutely. I think that's such a great point. And, you know, I definitely love the idea of incorporating feedback from the community and then really trying to understand what they're going to need next and be proactive about how you're developing the service lines and, and what you're doing. And could you tell us a little bit about an exciting and impactful initiative or project that you're working on right now and, you know, what you're really hearing from the ground level? Yeah. So our, I think, most significant uh, focus area right now is really around building our health equity framework. Um, and so that is a lot of uh, collaboration on our part, really digging into the, to the data to see uh, what opportunities we have, um, certainly what our, our patient population um, is reflective of in terms of demographics, um, and the, again, the services that we need to be putting into place um, to help move us forward. Um, currently, uh, we're working with our quality team, our university uh, research team, uh, our four hospitals and our clinics uh, to really build out a comprehensive approach that considers uh, not only the compliance aspects of DEI, but also, uh, again, our outcomes from a quality standpoint, what's the financial impact of the efforts that we're undertaking, um, how do we uh, ensure that there is appropriate uh, feedback from the communities that we serve so that there's also that voice incorporated in uh, what they'd like to see. And so it's a, a, a massive uh, puzzle for us, but I think one that um, certainly every healthcare uh, system should be undertaking uh, in terms of figuring out how to advance health equity is, a, I think, a core uh, component of what we should be doing as healthcare organizations. That's certainly really meaningful. And like you said, you know, a, a, a huge undertaking, but um, important for for the improvement of care and, and bridging any health equity gaps. And I can imagine too, you know, when you are trying to get the feedback and trying to connect and understand what the community needs, you have to do that in a few different ways or, or not everybody is responsive to one particular method. How are you doing that? How do you really connect and gather feedback and really um, get yourself to a place where you feel like you are understanding what the community is telling you and they're really able to open up to you with some great feedback. Sure. Uh, one of the, the things that we're focusing on right now is our community uh, engagement and community benefit strategy. So we're really taking a look at how historically we've engaged with um, specific communities uh, to ensure that there's, uh, again, that representation across the board when we're looking at um, what we're going to focus on from a community benefit standpoint. Uh, but we're also trying to be a little bit more strategic. And so it's uh, continuing to build those relationships uh, through our university relations uh, relations team. Uh, it's looking at how we leverage our employee resource groups for, uh, again, a better sense of awareness. Uh, a lot of our 
uh, workforce and colleagues are members of uh, the community. And so having them also inform us on organizations that we could or should be partnering with as well um, and being able to make those introductions and uh, being actively involved in the communities that we serve helps to build that trust that then lends itself to us having uh, more in-depth conversations about what the needs are and how we can be responsive to them, but also um, certainly uh, help equip our communities uh, to also advance uh, their own uh, health as well. That's so helpful to know. Thank you so much, Shannon, for going through those methods with us and really um, helping us understand what that looks like. Now, before we wrap up our conversation, I'm wondering what is the most important thing that healthcare executives should do now to make sure they're on a path for success in the future, especially as they're trying to be more diverse and, and inclusive within their policies, both internally uh, from the workforce standpoint, as well as how they connect with their communities, um, you know, in really becoming uh, more focused on delivering the services that their communities need. Yeah, I think investing in the, the lens of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, I, I think certainly having the infrastructure to uh, continue to, to build uh, the maturity in our DEI efforts is important. But I think at, at a minimum, really taking an opportunity to look at uh, what your uh, outcomes are by uh, real and SOGI data. Uh, taking an opportunity to, to really dive into what your patient demographics are. Um, we know that, again, the workforce is, is changing. Um, we are, no matter whether you're looking at race, ethnicity, language, uh, et cetera, uh, we know that the, the patient population is aging. Um, and so that in and of itself comes with some additional um, opportunities for us to really look at how we provide care internally, but also the socioeconomic needs that are going to um, arise uh, based on uh, that patient population as well. And so I think really taking that first step um, to, to look at things um, and look at the data uh, specifically will be helpful. Um, I think secondarily, or, or maybe second, uh, I'd say would be looking at uh, the service line opportunities. Um, so really understanding where we um, must be equipped uh, internally from a uh, cultural intelligence standpoint uh, to accommodate and welcome patients in the ways that they desire um, and really continue to be able to build trust to ensure that folks feel comfortable coming to our organizations and receiving the services that they're interested in. Now, we know, I think, uh, that for instance, here we've, we've been able to focus on a gender affirming care program. Um, and so those are the types of activities that really introduce additional revenue streams, but also speak to a very specific need for uh, patients. And so it's opportunities like that that I think we can really take advantage of to help strengthen our financial impact, but also can provide uh, better patient care and services for uh, the communities that we serve. Wow, that's amazing. And Shannon, you know, what great opportunities um, to, to really help on all fronts, whether it's the patients and um, understanding what they need, and then too, from the organization at large, just can, having that diversity. And I love, I love the new service line opportunities, um, you know, really makes a difference, especially during the, the tough times that we're going through right now. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. I really have appreciated our conversation today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Have a great day.